0: All right, folks, uh, welcome back to the podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. I'm your host, two-time wrestling champion, stand-up comedian, Jared Waters. I got a special guest, ladies and gentlemen, uh, one of my dear friends, one of my brothers out here, uh, Mr. JJ, J.J., J.J., J.J. Donahue.
1: How are J you, right. I'm doing so well, man. Excited to talk with you. It's been a long time.
0: It's been a long time since we've physically seen each other, since what, Oh 2012? I think
1: before that, man. Uh, 2009 is when I graduated high school, so I'd say probably around then.
0: No, 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 it was oh. spring break, Daytona Beach. Oh my goodness, we saw
1: each other in Florida. The wildest,
0: the wildest times of our lives, whoa, that was wild.
1: I forget that, oh man, that was a mess. Dude, was... I was a mess at least.
0: <laughs> I think the Dude. last the last time is when we were kicked out of that diner. That was... Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to
1: say sasha got some Sasha's got some incriminating uh video of that week against me.
0: I think I got them all too. I have them all stored up. Oh other. no, I'm man. all in a hard drive.
1: I told him I would pay. T- I would <laughs> What did I say? I would pay to not <laughs> I don't don't remember, but I was whipping fruit at the wall and stuff. I
0: remember we got thrown out. we thrown out of that diner, and I remember I was like, I think JJ's about to get tossed out, so I'm about to order some more food because I know they're going to toss me out with them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Getting tossed out of a breakfast diner.
0: That was day two. Because you went to Panama City, too. We did Panama City. Yeah. You came in. We did it three years in a row. We did Daytona Beach, and then everyone came for the second one. Mm-hmm. And the third yeah. one was Daytona Beach. That's when Carlos, Carlos was wilding out. When his wife was like, I didn't know he was like this. I was like, we didn't know he was like this. <laughs>
1: yeah. Everyone came through. The breakfast at the IHOP that one time was ridiculous, too. I think I almost got kicked out of that breakfast diner as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> It was like the it was like five days. It was like five I remember I took off. I was working at Disney and Sasha's like, Yo, F work. I was like, You're right, F it. Let me come down there. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was like, F school. Freaking drove. Where are you at in the world? Where are you at now? I'm in Taiwan right now, not Thailand. Taiwan. Taiwan, how it's, long uh, have you been there? Uh just over three years now. I think I arrived in April, so just Just over three years, April 2017.
0: What? Well, let's before we go up prompted the move, let's go all the way back Let's go all the way back. Where are you from? Let the world know where you're from.
1: <laughs> so I'm from Windsor, Ontario, uh, just across the border from Detroit, four hours away from Toronto, and uh, grew up there in the country till I was 11, and then my dad got a job teaching in the Netherlands, and that's where we met. Let's go back to um, that.
0: So, what was it like growing up in in Canada? Like, did you feel? What was it like, like growing up two parent household, being the you're a junior okay. too? So, what was it like, just you two oh, growing up? Life Do you was have any memories?
1: Life was good, man. Um, I grew up on a quiet lane, like on Lake Erie. Um, cornfields across the lane. Uh, my dad and I would shoot baskets. Uh, we play hide and seek in the cornfields, um, got a dirt bike when I was like eight years old, but my dad is not very good mechanically, and he didn't know that you had to mix, it was a two strokes, you had to mix the oil with gas and the engine sees like two weeks later, but it was like, it was just like country fun, man, like pretty innocent times, it was good.
0: What type of school, do you remember like elementary school when you were back there, what type of school was it? that you?
1: Yeah, remember? yeah, I remember still pretty vividly weirdly but uh yeah my parents put me in french immersion um so we were actually speaking french like most of the time it was like a french first language kind of system where we did like our core classes like math and science and whatever all of that was done in in french so um my parents just decided they wanted my sister not to to learn french and so we were pretty much fluent by like nine ten years old by the time uh my dad got the job in the Netherlands. My sister and I had both been in immersion for five, six years. So when we got to uh, the Netherlands, they didn't have French immersion anymore at North, but they had French first language classes. So that kind of made us made us take the jump to a, like an actual um, French first language uh, environment. And yeah, it I think it improved my French and I still got it today. So I guess it worked. <laughs>
0: When, uh, so when you get to 11, like what was going through your head when your dad goes to the Netherlands? What does he say? He's like, hey, like, you guys want to move or what was prompted to move for him to just leave?
1: I don't think I had any idea like the sort of gravity of that situation, like that, that choice and like how much it changed my entire life. Because, um, you know, I'm only like 11 at the time um so I was excited like I my sister she was at a more awkward age where she was just going in she was going into grade nine so for her it was like (gasps) like she rocked her world you know but for me I was still young and like impressionable and you know this way could be good that way could be good and so um I think that it did make a big difference in how I uh grew up though because in the country it was good for up to a certain age but then there's not much to do and a lot of kids either kind of go sports route, or they'll go like you know teenagers who are bored just get in trouble, and I, that's definitely the route that I think I would have gone. <laughs> so um, it was a good time to to move and and uh, be put into a completely different environment.
0: And it's so and it's so like definitely a culture shock because you I guess growing up near Detroit, did you ever like go back and forth to Detroit and visit, or what was we your idea like of America Americans?
1: Americans. We went to sports games sometimes, like uh, hockey games. The Red Wings just played like 30 minutes across, like from front door to front door. It took like 30 minutes to go watch a Red Wings game. Um, I don't think we ever watched a basketball game and not a football game, but baseball games too. Um, But I was still like just really innocent, like before leaving for the Netherlands. So I didn't really like feel an impact or like uh, notice any difference by being like close to America or anything like that
0: and you always played hockey too I remember you were like mad young it was like I could probably knock you out on a hockey on the ice I was like probably you that's can. funny
1: man because yeah. I remember the first thing that you did when we met I hadn't even said a word to you yet and the first thing that you did was knock me out you and Sasha threw me over your shoulder and literally did like a WWE move <laughs> <for you. laughs> and I weighed I weighed I remember because I was in the 103-pound weight class. But I I was way underweight. I weighed like 89 pounds. pounds. You were mad small. Yeah. yeah. And you guys just picked me up over your shoulders. You dudes had been lifting already by that time. You were stocky, like jacked dudes, probably the most jacked dudes in the entire school. So these two dudes come up to me and just slam me on the mat.
0: Oh, because we met on the wrestling, because we always would F with Denny. And then I was like, oh, that's his buddy, JJ. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I felt – I was, I forgot what I was talking about, Romance and Sasha. I was like, man, I feel bad. I, I, feel, I feel like we've encouraged Denny and JJ to be just monsters growing up. Imagine <laughs> these kids <sighs> in eighth grade hanging out. Man, with- I, think oh,
1: <laughs> I think being on the wrestling team definitely has – uh, yeah, it's made Denny and I probably a lot more physical than we would otherwise be.
0: <laughs> I remember we were sitting there. I remember I came back. I left for college, and I came back, and I came to some party at some house, and you're, like, smoking a cigar. You're smoking a cigar, and these two chicks are <laughs> talking to you. And I was like, J.J., you're freaking wild. He goes, just like you taught me, J J.R.A.D. I was like, whoa, ah, whoa, God. whoa. Did I say uh, that? Yeah, I was like, just like you taught me, J Rad." we're out here partying, living it up. <laughs> i think people don't understand how free we were out there
1: yeah for sure man At 16 i have memories man danny and i we were so dumb and uh we would go to the pepper mill at like 16 years old <laughs> like a legit club <laughs> I, remember. I remember throwing bottles around and getting kicked out by bouncers like five times my size i forgot i'm still like i i had no perspective i was like and six pounds at that time by the time I made it up to 16 still tiny and just acting a fool
0: <laughs> didn't wait one time didn't we go to the pepper mill did someone did your dad drop you off right didn't someone drop you off a parent dropped you off and yeah yeah, yeah it was always my like mom it. and dad said <laughs> like, these are the most supportive parents I ever met in my life
1: <laughs> yeah seriously man I don't think they 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 knew fully
0: I remember it was one time we stayed out till like 6 a.m. Remember, because I couldn't, I couldn't get in my house. I was like, I, my brother locked me out of my house. And I was like climbing on the window. And you're like, just stay at my house. And everybody's like, all right. And we all just crashed. Oh, yeah. We, everyone went back.
1: <laughs> we all crashed at your house. You dad was like, what? I remember that. I think I headbutted uh, James that night. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking smack.
0: <laughs> oh freak it was it was I remember I think I remember because I I, I I said that you reminded me so much of myself when I talked to some of my <laughs> boys when I was in Japan because when we were freshmen we didn't give a f about the seniors at all we would talk trash we would get inside <laughs> your head and stuff like that and I was like JJ talks the most trash I've ever heard in my life
1: <laughs> really I don't know man <laughs> was, I, hate you, you hate I remember you I forgot who
0: lost and you're like someone said something jj goes you just got put in a head and arm i don't think you should ride in the back with us today <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh no Did I say oh, that J.J.
0: it was cuz it was uh i forgot i forgot danielle had a brother danielle had a little brother
1: yeah joshua
0: joshua yeah josh cuz he wrestled he wrestled and yeah. uh, never i, he's I never now. yeah i yeah he's effing, he's huge tattoos everything yeah yeah, yeah but I remember they never would let like eighth graders come on the trips and you guys are like out on the trips with like high schools wrestling and stuff like that. (laughs) I I told somebody.
1: Go ahead. Well, in my defense, man, if you get put in the head and arm, you can't sit in the back. (laughs) At the same time, first wrestling match, I can never let that one down getting beat by a girl.
0: And in this, in today's society, you were just a behead of your time. You're very culturally aware. That's, That's right. You, you are an ally. You know what I mean? You were the yes, first one. Yeah. I think it was. I Sasha got hot. Oh so mad. Sasha was like, "Denny, you better not lose." And he just because
1: <laughs> it was. He ran across the mat.
0: It was like it was. I, I tell the story like on, on stage about like wrestling. I was like, yeah, like wrestling girls. Like it was like so crazy because they would like you had no. I haven't had a wrestle girl in Japan. My coach was like, end it. I was like, end it. Yeah, end it. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Once ago, the match. ended already. It was that one. I remember because how would you rate you know, your that girl? You? Um, Which one?
1: She apologized to me before the match. <laughs> She was mad big, though. You know, she wasn't, you know. Apologize. Before, when we shook hands to to start the match, she said, I'm sorry. (laughs) 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 She knew what was about to happen. (laughs) Yeah. And then it went exactly that way, man. She got behind me and just boom.
0: (laughs) Boom. It was all that weight, too. I think she was a heavy 103.
1: Yeah, she was pretty big, man. I was like 90 pounds soaking wet.
0: She's just throwing you around. Coach Dustin. Yeah.
1: Freaking JJ. <laughs> he basically tech fouled me and just slams in like one period.
0: I forgot what they said. The boy plays hockey. What does he know? It's his first match. He's a hockey player. <coughs> there was another coach. It wasn't Coach Dustin. There was another coach. The first one that we had. Freak, I forget his name before was,
1: Coach Dustin,
0: before Coach Dustin, that was another coach that we had. Dang, oh. I forgot
1: his. Dog. Oh, you know I had I it for a second. Like. He was the dad of another of another wrestler for one year.
0: Memory goes. I don't have to stay here. I can go home. We're like, go home. <laughs> 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 Freaking troll. <clears throat> so walk walking through your freshman year. So you so you get to you get to the Netherlands when you're 12. So you're eighth was it 8 no, no
1: um i st- my first year in in the netherlands was grade 6 so i was oh, from wow, grade 6 school. all the way to grade 12
0: do you still keep up with anybody that you like from middle school or
1: yeah man Uh, Kelsey bardell he was my my best friend in grade 6 we're still uh we're still in touch through instagram and facebook we haven't uh called each other in a while but you know we stay in touch off and on and then i met danny of course in grade uh 8 so he's still my brother and uh James, James, I met in grade nine. Um, so those are the three, the three main ones I'd say from middle school. Uh, How other ones I'm still friends on Facebook with, but don't actually like keep in touch with.
0: How would you rate your high school? Because it's a completely different world. Like going to that high school, like what was your experiences like? Were you introduced to cultures you've never seen before? Because you're, you know, you pretty much lived in the Netherlands half your life.
1: Well, yeah, for sure, man. I would. I would rate my high school experience to be a 10 out of 10 because I think I was just so um, – a lot of me was curious for uh, about things that I shouldn't be curious – like, shouldn't be curious about. Like, I, I wanted – I don't know. I just tended towards uh, – I think I've tended towards uh, want, getting into trouble a lot of my life, and that – and afterward was, like, very sheltered. Um, and very sports-driven, I think. So that sort of, uh, I don't know, that intensity or that wildness was, like, focused on sports uh, in a pretty sheltered community. So that protected me, I think, and allowed me to thrive in a way. And then to, you know, just see how, like, I think to learn that it's, it's possible to just, like, move completely across the world and everything will be okay is like an important lesson to learn Um, that, you know, you can't really say that to someone and they learn it, but if you do it and you learn that, Oh, I can move somewhere and I can start another life without too many problems. That's a big lesson. Not so much that the school taught me that, but just by moving to Europe taught me that. And so I think that's helped me move to Taiwan alone with, you know, knowing no one um, and being able to be happy here and figure out a life here. So, um let's, yeah man let's high back school to in was ten
0: so we go to ten, but what so what would you say what was the toughest thing about high school like growing up? do you remember like ever like feeling down or it was just a breeze?
1: No, man high school was high school was good, good grade times. were you
0: a good student or
1: I was a pretty good student, yeah, um I think like i I enjoyed school i was usually clowning around but like paying attention too. So it wasn't too difficult. Uh, I wouldn't say high school was too difficult for me, and uh, I enjoyed it.
0: So, okay, we're doing high school. And I say that your freshman year, because I remember it was my senior year when it was your freshman year, and I remember that. That's what I was sitting there thinking about. I was like, man, JJ's been. Or was it it
1: your grade? I think I was uh, in high school for two years of you being in high school, or no, just one?
0: Yeah. So you were, you were my sisters. I think you were my sister's grade. Yeah. Yeah. So when y'all became freshmen, I was a senior. So I was, I was, I was actually, I was actually leaving, but I remember it was my senior year and I was just like, um, I'm, I'm, I questioned myself not questioning myself. I was like, one, I was like, man, freaking JJ is freshman year. That dude's been around like most of all the wildest moments in my life. <laughs> Wrestling when we got <laughs> when we got in trouble when we got in trouble for the championship belt.
1: Oh man, that was a very memorable moment.
0: the 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 funniest thing is the video I see Coach Justin run off and go after you. That was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I got it. You know, I remember that moment vividly, man. You uh, you you won a, it, the match. Ended. Everyone like just blew up. And you were like, give me the belt, give me the belt. <laughs> and I took the, took the belt out of the bag. I was like, woo! Gave me the belt, you were running around. <laughs> that was an epic moment.
0: I just see Coach Dustin run off. Freaking, did he push you? I think he pushed you. I think he, I think he pushed you, didn't he push you? I, he you? I think he pushed you. I think he pushed you. I forgot what the sponsors, remember that lady threw my brush on the ground? <laughs>
1: My oh, breath on the ground. That was chaos. She's like, you I just started imagine. a riot. Yeah, <laughs> people are booing.
0: And I was That's crazy. Kid.
1: People don't do that in high school sports, man.
0: That's. I got suspended funny. for like a like a week of like spring sports. Remember, like Dr. Grooms? How long have you? Yeah, been yeah, planning? You
1: brought us up.
0: I was like, I've been planning this my whole life. <laughs>
1: We had the double principal talk. Didn't we have to talk to my, the Canadian principal as well as Dr. Yes, <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs>
0: yeah, Damn, so at the school we went to, there were like three schools in one. So they are like, we had American, we had the American students, we had the, would they be European students? And we had the Canadian students, and you guys had to- do Yeah, the, the, interna-
1: the international years. section, the Canadian section, and the uh, American section. Those were the main sections, I think. And each had their own um, staff.
0: And the Canadian principal, she was mad cool. She was like, kind of like, what did she yeah. go? I could tell, what did she say? She we brought JJ in here. He wouldn't tell on you either. He took the blame the whole He took the blame? She <laughs> told me the whole time. He took the blame the whole time. And when I went in there, I was taking the blame. I said, he yeah, had no right. idea this was happening. And she goes, I can tell how close you guys are because nobody's telling on each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like a, like a, a mock kind of slap on the wrist and that was it. We got a day off school, I think. <laughs>
0: I think it was like suspended for that. We didn't get suspended. We just had to like I had to sit out the first week of like spring sports. I couldn't go to like a track meet or something. like, This was in the paper, Jared. This was in the paper. I was like, oh yeah, it was. (laughs) This was in the stars and stripes. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs)
1: Talk talk about it. Yeah,
0: freaking. I remember Coach Dustin was like, (laughs) he goes, he freaking did it, man. You could do whatever. Because the kid before us, he won and did, like, 16 cart fl- cartwheels. Yeah. Some kid did cartwheels. Everybody was drawing around. Elliot bolts was like, nah, we wait till I was like, wait till we get the belt.
1: Because so yeah. I was, like give, it to him. So <laughs> I was like, give it to him. So I was like, give it to him. He was. He was right there. Give it to him. Give it to him. Throw it up. Let's
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you you said you're a good student in the high school. So walk me through it because in Canada everyone has to do five years in high school, right? You have to do five years of high school.
1: For a while, uh, I think that that ended. It was called grade. They called grade thirteen or uh, oh i am I'm gonna mess it up. Whatever that the acronym is. Um, but um, that ended. I think by the time I was in high school, that ended, and it, it was oh, really? just four years. Yeah. So the, I, I don't think the requirements ended. I think they kind of stuffed more requirements into the four years for the high school uh, curriculum. But um, it, it, we didn't have to – we weren't, like, getting um, – there was not, no change in the curriculum by the time I was in high school. It just that, that last year had been dropped.
0: So your four years, and then you go, so what happens? You graduate. Are you going to – do you pick a college? What do you do?
1: Yeah, so I graduated and um, I was valedictorian. So I was like, on a, "Oh, on that a is wave. right, freak!" Oh, that is right. I remember that. Yeah, I was riding the wave, man. I thought I was the, you know, the cat. Hey, scene, oh, man.
0: that is right. I yeah, so, I was there at your graduation, freak.
1: Yeah, I had kind, of, I had all like I, th- I thought that I had all kinds of options, you know, and I felt good. So I got, I, I went into a, a paired business program, which I had never done business in my high school, like in my life, but it this, this program that just looked cool. And I think that was my, a big mistake of mine. So it was a business degree paired with a commercial pilot's license. And my goal was to uh, get sponsored by the military to uh, join their ROTP program so that I would basically be a member of the Canadian forces as a pilot right out of university, but have my school paid for and um, be Getting paid during university, but I was I was on this cloud of like this wave of pride when I got in university, and then also was so free that that kind of all came crashing down pretty quickly.
0: Let's back it up before before it came crashing down. So, if, um, like JJ said, he's a valedictorian. Like he's he was I, I totally forgot that. I just just remember because it just reminded me because I remember you and my sister in the same grade and you gave a speech at the graduation and he destroyed it. It was like his first college speech. It was funny. funny.
1: (laughs) funny. Yeah, that was a proud moment, man. Maybe one of my proudest moments ever.
0: (laughs) freaking shouted me out. I was was like, three, F, F, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's fun making the crowd laugh.
0: Yeah, I remember that. So like, so you thought, so you thought going to college. What college did you go to? Was it a trade school or was it
1: No, it was a university. I went to the University of Western Ontario. It's a big party school, which is another mistake I made.
0: But did you feel um, But yeah, it's
1: it's a it's a it's a good school in Ontario. Um they have got they've got a good business school and a good uh medical school and a good dental school as well. It's a good it's a solid school.
0: So you go be a pilot, go into the military, right? Did you feel like the partying was, the school was just too much? Because I feel like Um, in the Netherlands, go ahead. Yeah.
1: In retrospect, I think it wasn't like, it was that I didn't really um, know what I wanted to do. So I didn't really have a purpose. And uh, I was um, sort of, you know, ignorant to how like uh, fortunate I was to be in that position, you know, pretty much having my school paid for in part by scholarship. And then, uh, by my parents and I had no sense of financial like uh, lo- like intelligence right. right so you know I was like burning through my line of credit at the bar um, I was taking everything for granted I was skipping class to go to the gym and then you know like everything I was taking I was taking everything for granted yeah. so um, I don't think that it was like the school that was um, I don't think it was the school. I think it was me. I wasn't, I didn't have a purpose yet. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, to have matured for a year or two before going to university would have been a really good idea, I think.
0: So that's probably why the Canadians did have that 13th year.
1: Yeah. It, yeah. Maybe, man. So you probably might, would have helped.
0: Do you, were you staying in the dorm your freshman year? Like, where were you at? Are you off campus? Yeah, I
1: stayed in the dorm freshman year. Uh, became good friends with my, my roommate. I got a, a private dorm. So it was like, um, rather than two people, I just had my own little room. Um, but it was with a shared bathroom with my my buddy, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just, you know, a building full of, you know, like 900 first year university students. Uh, a lot of them with, you know, um, maybe... As as little of direction as I had, and read, willing to just do stupid shit every day. <laughs> so,
0: did you feel like because of your high school, you were always down for anything?
1: I think that, um,
0: because if like, you think about it, the Netherlands was open, every drug was legal, you could drink yeah. it at 15 or 16, right? So, like when yeah. I got to college, I was just mad free. I was like, this is this is nothing to me. We're ending the party at 2 a.m.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of me was basically just um, cruising through university at the with the same mentality as I was in high school, but university is a lot more important and it has a lot like greater consequences. And so I was putting the same amount of effort in getting like 70s, 75s in high school, the same amount of that effort was, was getting A's, but in university, it was getting, you know, B's and C's. Um, so, but I didn't care because I didn't like Realize the importance of that time. So I just cruising like that until I got the degree. And by the time I got my degree, it didn't really even feel like anything. Like I didn't go to my convocation. I just went and picked up my degree at the Student Center. And I was almost like, I was like shocked. Part of me was surprised. I was like, I actually have a degree. Like this, (laughs) I didn't, I haven't worked or done anything for the past four years. So you didn't even go to your graduation. You didn't even cap and gown nothing. No. That didn't sit right with your mom? I know your
0: mom said something.
1: Well, I think they were back in Europe still. So that was part of it.
0: Mm. So freshman so. year, what's your grades? Freshman year, just skating through?
1: <clears throat> For, uh, freshman year, I think, was not good. That, and then I was like, second year, it was, it was sort of like a, a down, up, down, up. So first year, it didn't do well. I was like, oh, crap, I got to get my crap together. And I picked it up a bit just as much as I needed to. I was always doing bare minimum. And then third year since I had done well, second year, I went Whoop. And fourth year since I had, wor- like, gotten worse in the third year, I picked it up again.
0: The third year is when we told you to come down to Florida, right? Is that when we told you F school?
1: Yeah, I just skipped a week. I did that second and third year.
0: I think it was – I was like, isn't he in school right now? And Sasha's like, who cares? He's coming.
1: Yeah. <laughs> how did you get down there? Did you fly or someone
0: – how did you get down there? Did you fly in?
1: I took a bus from London, Ontario, oh my God. down through Detroit. I had to transfer in Detroit, downtown Detroit at the bus station. This white kid with a longboard <laughs> in the Detroit bus station. And, and then uh, drove from took the bus from Detroit down to Flint, I think. Flint, Ohio. And uh, Sash and Denny picked me up there. And then we drove down.
0: I just remember this kid hopping out. I was like, "Is that JJ in the car?" And they're like, that's <laughs> cool. uh, I
1: remember because uh, Denny,
0: Denny, Denny. Now Denny is a married man with wife and kid. Denny. Yeah, he's a he's a dad. I'm proud of him, man. That's what I told him. I was like, "Man, that's the perfect girl." When I first met her, I was like, "That's that's it for Denny, man. That's it."
1: Yeah, and yeah. He he, he's a girl. Because
0: he just got big out of nowhere. But the first time, the first <laughs> the first time we went. I was like Sasha. Like, what's wrong with him? I was like, look, he needs JJ. Look at him, man. He feels incomplete, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I didn't was, realize you had gone the year before too.
0: He went. That's what I said. Is like the year before. It was. It was the Higgins. Remember the Higgins?
1: Oh yeah, they were there that year, huh?
0: They all came. The Higgins came. Uh, Brandon Wilson <laughs> came. Freak. Oh, freak, I know Brandon it, was it, there. I was,
1: the Higgins came the the second year too.
0: Freak. It was wild. Brandon Wilson was there. Yeah. So the first time we all er, Eight people piled into a two uh, twin bedroom. <laughs> twin bedroom, romance, romance. Everybody, romance, gets...
1: <laughs> romance. And I got in that little, that
0: little altercation. Then James. Yeah. But before that, the reason why, because you're like, look at, because Sasha's, like, you know, stock is effed up out of his mind, drunk. I was like, he needs JJ here, man. What do you mean? He's have all these old people here, man. He's a freshman in college, or and next, you know, because Denny was, you know, Sasha. I forgot what Denny said. He, no, we met some girls. Our the first time we went, we met like three. It was like three, three of these black girls I met, and I introduced them to like, to like Sasha, romance, and them. And then I just left. Like, what happened? I was like, look, man, I wasn't, I wasn't in the state of mind to be there. And the second time <laughs> JJ comes, and I felt like it just amped up. And I was like, look, man, I'm about to be an adult. I can't keep coming out here and. <laughs> Yeah, man, those were messy,
1: messy times.
0: That time we all got thrown out of a club was the funniest thing I've ever seen before. (laughs) (laughs) You got thrown out because you peed off a balcony. Romance got thrown out. Oh,
1: no. Romance
0: and Sasha were rumbling on the street, and I was like, this is just wild for me, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we we got spoken to by the cops in uh, Panama City Beach for some reason.
0: I think it wasn't. I don't know, but somehow we
1: we slid out of something. We slithered out of something.
0: I think I think they just knew how wild it was, and we're just like, yeah, we gotta go, we gotta freaking go. And then Daytona, we went back the last time. And that last as soon as we
1: got there, James has a black eye, like (laughs) the size of half of his face.
0: James got punched in his eye, and then (laughs) and then you woke up. You woke up, and you're like, James, what happened to your eye, man?
1: <laughs> oh man, there's some photos of that trip where I'm like passed out in the middle of the hotel room with my pants <laughs> down at my ankles and my I like <laughs> I just I just have no idea how. Wow, st- I thought we I, made
0: it through. I know why I talk about those stage. I said the reason why it was so crazy because we all haven't seen each other in a while, so everybody yeah. was just amping each other up. Everybody yeah, was just amped up, happy to see each other throwing stuff, whatever you could think of, trying to, like, okay. commemorate the old times, you know? Yeah. So you graduate high school, and then what happens? So what happens? You graduate college, excuse me. You graduate college, and what do you say? You're just like, I need to start working, or <laughs> do you want to go to the military?
1: Um, I, uh, oh, I, so I joined the reserves in university. Um, so I was in the Army Reserves, and then uh, I got a job as an uh, exercise therapist for a while. Basically, it's, just, it's like a physiotherapy assistant. Um, but nothing was really sticking. Um and uh so after one summer of work with the army, I um decided to move in with a couple friends who live in Toronto. Uh-huh. They're DJs and uh I didn't really have a good reason to be there except that I just wanted to be there. Um it was more fun than Windsor. Windsor's kind of a, a quiet place <clears throat> and Toronto was sweet. So um I hopped around from job to job in Toronto. Uh, coffee shops, and then I worked with um, the army as well whenever I could to, to pay the rent. Life in Toronto is so expensive. <clears throat> F- yeah, so and then I uh, started walking dogs. That was an awesome job. That's one of the best jobs I've ever had. Walking dogs is a legit business in Toronto,
0: dude. It's like this in New York. Most of the stand up comedians they walk dogs. Yeah, for real. Yeah, they're all dog walkers, they all are.
1: Yeah, it's good look, money, They always got yeah.
0: fur on their hands.
1: And it's fun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, there's a lot of like millionaires that have dog walking businesses and stuff like that. Like you could
1: Yeah. It's scalable. Um, it's a legit business for sure.
0: So, so I stop- did that? Yeah, go ahead.
1: Sir, what were you gonna say, man?
0: So you're walking the dogs and what what you're still like you're still hustling, like moving around, doing different
1: Uh so I was I got I was in the dog walking and then I well as somewhere along the way in Toronto I, I started to uh uh just make a, like the wrong decision after wrong decision. And uh that eventually <clears throat> mostly involved with like partying, drinking and like uh doing drugs and stuff like that. So things I shouldn't be doing but just like things tend to slide slowly uh you know from uh an innocent a place of maybe innocence like partying once a week to uh something a little bit darker than that after you know a year or so it was things for me in Toronto were pretty did you feel
0: addicted like do you felt did you feel like you were needing, this feeling. did you feel like you needed this feeling or it was more like, no,
1: no, I didn't, but I got myself just into a, like a pride, like a proud um, rut where I should have left Toronto to like reevaluate, evaluate but uh, I, I stayed there until uh, like, I really like needed to uh, another environment kind of thing. And so that's when <clears throat> my dad offered me, he tossed me a bone and said, Hey, like, why don't you do not you come live with me in Malaysia for a few months and work on your teacher certificate so that's what I did and um since then you know just uh, oh I I really you got there. out there yeah, yeah, I didn't even know your dad was in Malaysia, yeah, man, he's been in Malaysia now for five years, he just wrapped up his fifth year of teaching, so he tells you so you're so
0: you're you What's that like telling your dad, like, yo, dad, I'm hurting. How did you tell him? He's like, yo, dad, I'm not. He just asked you how you're doing. And you're just. Well,
1: like, I think it was like sort of plainly visible. <clears throat> and then.
0: Visible uh, like, like what? Give me. What were the signs that you, that you were. Like
1: struck? in my face. Like I looked like pain, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I couldn't really face my parents at the time. Like I, for example. Um, it was more it shame, was,
0: right?
1: Yeah. I wore shame. Clearly, okay. uh, you know. Um, so. uh Mm, I think it was December when my parents came down. We, we were meeting up for Christmas time. I had a black eye. I, I had been robbed <laughs> in the back of a car a week earlier um, at gunpoint and got pistol whipped. <laughs> and so I had a black eye. I was like, I hadn't. Was it random much.
0: or was it because of something? What
1: happened? <laughs> no, I, I, got, I basically put myself in that situation. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was, I was an absolute goon, dude. I was making no good decisions at that time. So, so I wore Just that, not like, to
0: cut you thing. off though, I think a lot of people don't realize how dangerous Toronto is. Tantoro is like one of the, the safe havens for like, for like straight criminals. It's wild out there.
1: It's easy to, and it's easy to make money uh, because a lot of people have money. A lot of people uh, party. And so it's easy to make money the wrong way and to get involved in things you shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Okay. So that's what, that's what I was. Uh, that's a, a path that I I kinda of went down for a while. <clears throat> and so um yeah, so I like the 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 shenanigans were visible, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to parents it's not it's not difficult to see. So um uh they were like you're you need like you know, they sensed that I needed help and I, at that point I was willing completely willing to admit it. I've been trying to kind of play it off for like a few months at that point, maybe six months or so. <clears throat> and uh so they were like, well, he wouldn't like, like. We just spoke about some options come back, go back to live with my mom. And I think I would have been like straight up depressed if I, if I moved back with my mom in, into Windsor. And, uh, but, uh, wait, you know, why were your mom and dad separated? Like, why were they? So my mom decided to stay uh, and continue to work for, and be near family for a year mm-hmm. after my dad left to Malaysia. And, uh, but then she joined him, I think, after, I think she did stay in Canada for. Um, two years before joining him. Okay. Uh, Brent, my sister and I were in Ontario, so she wanted to be able to be there to support us if she needed to, and uh, to be near family. Like her, her parents are are getting older, so um, she wanted to be around. And then after two years, she was like, "All right, yeah, well, I'm gonna." gonna make this move finally so would you say um, it was
0: your mom that she saw the pain first related to your dad because she was closer to realize like hey our son something's wrong with jj
1: well um it it kind of happened quickly like i think um my pride kept me in toronto for for longer than i like than i should have been there like i said and then like when they came to visit me in december of 2016 um i basically was at that point like mom dad we gotta let's figure something else out I'm I'm willing to leave Toronto like let's try and I want to I want to do better so they were like all right well let's talk about options and they're yeah they're so supportive so they were willing to we, we we spoke about some options and then my dad let me uh come and live with him in Malaysia for for a couple months and it was kind of indefinite like if if I wanted to live there longer I'm sure he would have put me up <clears throat> but um I got my teacher certificate, my English teaching certificate. And then I came like
0: uh, with your pop, so it probably felt refreshed, you know what I mean? You it was
1: awesome, man. Didn't look yeah, it was really older anymore. Um, from that moment, like I was trying to like it sounds weird, but I was like trying to apologize through mm. my actions from that moment, like just be a better person, you know? And right, right. Right, like, I wanted to make myself and my parents proud from, from that moment that I decided to leave Toronto and, and try and actually change. So um, that's kind of what I've been trying to do like the last three years is just like make, do, just do good, you know? Make better decisions for myself and try to make uh, my mom and dad proud and not have to worry anymore. Cause I think I put them through enough worrying. <laughs>
0: Yeah, sometimes as a man, you know, you grow up and you I think sometimes that in life you need those situations so you can pass it on to somebody else, you know what I mean? So these are like yeah, your man. Thoughts, you know? Somebody Definitely from some this lessons. podcast is gonna learn from you. Thanks, man. I hope so. Well, so in Malaysia, what was it like? How do you adjust? Like do you start making friends there, or like other Amer- other like Canadians or any other teachers out there
1: or uh, man, I was <laughs> I was so excited to be out in Asia. I just got on Tinder right away. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's like no, um, no, uh, what's it called? No age limit? No, like no, um, the just kind of decompress, get used to like, you know, the new place. I kind of, first thing I did was download Tinder and start swiping away. So uh, <laughs> when I moved there, um, it it was like daily life was like, you know, waking up. I think my dad was off. Uh, No, he was working actually. Um, I would uh, do some of the course. I would read, go to the gym. And uh, you know, maybe once a week or once every two weeks, I would link up with this, with a girl from Tinder. And uh, yeah, just go on dates and stuff. I was having some fun, exchange pleasantries, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> um, and on the weekends, my dad would take me around. He took me to downtown KL and uh, out for dinners and stuff. I think, you know, my dad, my mom and dad, they're, they're great, man. They just kind of like, they don't have to say things outright. They know what to do, I think. So my dad was just there to support, take me out for, you know, for lunch and dinner and just kind of make life normal again. So but that uh, whole
0: year with your dad, he probably enjoyed that too, you know what I mean? That whole, I you think your your name right after your father, you know? You guys
1: got the yeah, same. Yeah, We definitely bonded. We were there, we were together for 3 months and we we bonded for sure. I think it mended some some wounds. And uh yeah, things definitely like that that was a great time, man. It was awesome. We cooked together every day, you know, like we were roommates. So, that was cool.
0: Yeah, homies, you need that you can tell you can tell you just sometimes you just need your dad around to be all like, "Look, man, I've been there,
1: yeah, my dad's super sure cool. your dad was
0: wild back in you know his day
1: i think I think he had his times, he's never uh led me on to that, but I think he has his stories too <laughs> yeah. he just he will never tell them to me because then it will validate all my craziness. You know? <laughs>
0: Yeah, it had to because I remember when we came. I was like, "Man, his dad is like mad calm for just people coming in at six o'clock in the morning." He's just like, "I'm just happy." Was <laughs> yeah. there. I was I've happy before. <laughs> so we're in Malaysia, and what? So you get your certification, and where do you go next, or do you stay there for a while?
1: No, I got the certification, and I put my uh, resume up on <clears throat> a uh, like a, a, a t- an English second language teachers forum
0: mm-hmm.
1: or job board, and I was like immediately like like bombarded with with emails I didn't realize how much uh, of a demand there is for English teachers so yeah. like all of a sudden I was like holy smokes man I can't I wasn't able to keep a job for more than like five months for the past two years and all of a sudden I'm getting offered like 20 it's like kind of overwhelming you know? yeah. and uh, but since my dad works in 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 a, uh, a teaching environment like he's a he's a teacher obviously so um he works with a lot of people who were english teachers themselves before becoming uh, high school teachers Mm -hmm. so um i got a lot of insight into where would be the best place to teach english and uh taiwan was the was the uh the one that a lot of people said would be best to teach at for quality of life why do they say that (laughs) um just quality of life pay um food you know the the environment um that type of thing uh so it's a nice um,
0: place you got it looks nice over there
1: yeah life in taiwan is so good man it's cheap um like all of my expenses uh each month are really low like compared to the u.s it's it's crazy it's a fraction how many rooms do you there? I got three bedrooms, two bathrooms. Oh, free. My
0: lady might come stay out there then.
1: Absolutely, man. That would be awesome.
0: What's teaching like out there? What's the what's, What grade do you teach or what age? Are you teaching adults? Are you teaching kids? Like, what are you teaching?
1: I teach um, from two years old. I have uh, two 20-minute baby classes <laughs> on Fridays. Uh, so from two to um, 12 years old. <clears throat> I do are you kindergartens to, in the mornings.
0: Are you going to a physical school, or are you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to a physical school. So I've been at the same school the last three years now. <clears throat> so, um, I uh, mornings are kindergarten. Uh, we I teach a class called parade review, and I basically <clears throat> try and teach like sentence pattern and and new vocabulary based around a theme like um, uh, jobs or my house or my clothes or. Uh, toys or something like that, and teach them like basic sentence structure and h- how to start to formulate sentences and conversation ba- based around those themes. <clears throat> and then in the afternoons, it'll be uh, older kids um, from like uh, s- six to uh, 12. It's kind of like an after school program.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I got a two hour lunch every day um, from 12 to 2, and then the after school program starts.
0: It's a long break. So, so when is your day? Your day ends around six, or
1: yeah, it's usually like nine to six or nine to seven. So I nap every day. The kindergarten kids take it out of me, man. So I've napped every single day for like the last three years.
0: Should I know, man? <laughs> you teach the same age, right? You teach kindergarten, yeah.
1: Nice, man. You make your kids do push-ups. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Most of the time, we just sing rap songs. Most of them, it's it's. Uh, I, I like that age because. They can't Google me, you know, if they can. They don't understand what my jokes are, so they don't know. You know <laughs> That's what I mean?
1: True.
0: So when yeah, I don't I see
1: we have a good time with kids that age.
0: I think it's just at the point. They're like they're blanks, they're blank they're blank canvases, so you can paint whatever you want. you don't you know, debate yeah, it if they bite you, it doesn't hurt. So it's like Yeah. I think the older ones are just they're more tough because they're you know, they, they develop a lot of their ways from their environment and their family.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they, sure. Upset, they it, can hang with young ones handle. are fun, man. Yeah, innocent, just like they're so full of joy.
0: <clears throat> so you meet so so you're living solo or how do you? What's your? do you and your. I live by
1: myself. Yeah, I, I have a girlfriend, Ting. Um, we've been together for about six months, so we're we're together pretty often. But I'm, it's just me here.
0: Where did y'all meet? Did you swipe her, or does she swipe No, well, no. Uh, uh no, she, she works
1: at the gym. So uh um she uh we met, I went to in for a lift and there's a new girl at the desk. I was like, damn. And uh I my first question to her was, Do you speak English in uh, Chinese? I asked her that in Chinese and she said yes in Chinese. Um so I thought like, oh that's not really a yes. Like she said yes, she speaks English. Um but she said it in Chinese, so I imagine it's just like it means she speaks a little bit. But then uh, the, the next question or the next thing she said, she sounded like American. I was like, whoa. And so, um, yeah, I just, you know, took an interest to her and uh, started asking her a bunch of questions and bugging her whenever I was at the gym. And then uh, she, uh, she actually asked me out on our first date. Oh, very, we went very courageous of you. <laughs> I know, man. I gotta grow a pair. I was actually intimidated by her because she's she's really pretty. So yeah, I don't think I would have had the the guts to, to do that. So I'm glad she did. <laughs> yeah,
0: sometimes people don't realize, man. Everyone has a fair shake in everything.
1: <laughs> hey, congratulations on your marriage, by the way, man. Thank you, I appreciate Still it, cool. sir.
0: Thank you, sir. We are about to have. We're going. We're going to repost We postponed the wedding, but we're going to have like a bigger celebration and get the paperwork and stuff
1: yeah are you postponing it for a full year say that again are you postponing it for a full year
0: we'll do something small we do like you know the small thing but like in in her country in belize you know it's not a wedding unless you have a party you know you got to have a party you gotta you gotta throw it down we gotta do that stuff so we might postpone it a year we're just waiting to see what the what this virus is like, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's craziness in the States right now, man. And you're like, you really know, right
0: hard in New York City, man.
1: Dangerous heart, yeah. The
0: city. So, my thing is like, you can't travel scared. You travel scared, that's what's going to happen, you know, even though you, I take precautions, yeah. wear the mask and stuff like that. But sometimes it can get inside your head. Like, I have allergies, so I'll go outside. And I'm like, freak, what the hell? And I was like, oh, We got to make
1: it happen. Right. It's like Flower. a self fulfilling prophecy.
0: But honestly, this is like the most rest I've had in my life. You know what I mean? Like,
1: you know, so as soon as
0: I finish work, you know, I'm out every night doing stand-up. I'm out to like 2 a.m. I get up at like 6 a.m., try to make it to work. So this is like the first time in like a while that I've chilled and realized like, okay, some time, time, write some more scripts, write some more everything else, you know, get creative different ways.
1: Man, I I think it's so cool that you uh, pursued comedy because you were literally, I think, if anyone – Anyone who's went to school with you was asked who's the funniest person you ever met or went to school with. It would be you for sure. Sometimes I
0: think that I remember those mixtapes we used to drop those little raps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I listened to one. I listened to one. because Sasha asked me to send them something and we were talking in 2007, six, seven, six, 2006, talking about what will we do five years from now? And I was like, man, I call, back in the day, I would always say it. I was like, yo, I want to be a stand-up comic, everything else. So it's just yeah, like, you know, I was, yeah, I think I've since I was like 17, like I always wanted to do stand-up. So now like living in New York, sometimes I got to pinch myself and be like, all right, I'm doing, you know, when I get stressed out about school sometimes, I got to be like, I'm already here. Half the battle is being here, you know? For sure. Like how many other people are just like, you know, going through the motions throughout life or – You know, I understand, you know, you got to hustle, you got to do this, but like right now, like comedy shut down. No, good thing I have school right now to keep working and, you know, provide for my lady and stuff like that.
1: So you do still have school. You're going
0: into school. We do it through Zoom. Yeah, I teach. teach Oh, okay. You go to physical school?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think Taiwan might be one of the few countries in the world that's still, I'm still going into school. No one has the virus out there? There are 20 total active cases in Taiwan. So
0: break break it down where Taiwan is, because a lot of people might not know. Break it down where you are.
1: <clears throat> yeah, so Taiwan is um, it's a it's a small island, um, about 80 to 100 kilometers southeast of uh, off the coast of Southeast China. So it's weird because it's so close to where the virus started, and then it's just a little bit. Uh, it's just right next to Japan, southwest of Japan. Small island and were they a territory of China? Sorry, were they a territory of China back in the day? Uh, China says they are. Uh, the (laughs) The official name for Taiwan is the the uh, Republic of China, Uh, and then China is officially the People's Republic of China. Um, But Taiwan is an independent state, Uh, so I consider it to be like its own country. I think I haven't been to China, but I think it's completely different. Um, like, okay okay Taiwan people, Taiwanese people are pretty proud.
0: They're proud. Uh, so, what language? The original,
1: the official language is they uh, Mandarin. They speak, if they speak Mandarin. A lot of most people, I would say, speak Mandarin, and then uh, the older generation speaks Taiwanese. Hmm. Um, those are the two languages. It's weird because I think this year they made English. Sorry. What does your girl speak? What language she speaks? She speaks in? she speaks a little bit of Taiwanese and she speaks English fluently and Chinese fluently. So she speaks more Mandarin than Taiwanese even though
0: she's Taiwanese. There's no there's no pursuit of people speaking Taiwanese or just everyone knows like we need to...
1: uh, Chinese is just used more because it's like more more because because more people speak it it's more used. You know what I mean like yeah. it ha- like it has more use outside of Taiwan, so that's why more people are starting to speak that more often here.
0: When um when you meet your lady Ting, what? How long has it been? Have you met her family yet? Yeah, it's only been six months. Have you guys
1: met her family or yeah yeah? Or... I've gone. Uh, I've met her her mom and her dad. Um, uh, we've gone to her grandparents a couple times. Her, her, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's that common here that uh, parent like families are really open, but hers seemed to be pretty chill. So um, I've gone to her grandparents a couple of times. We go, her grandma likes me, I think. So we go, we have lunch together. And her, and her uh, grandma? Yeah. Her, her grandma, yeah. Oh. Her grandma's a super sweet lady. So, how old, how old are you? I don't know. I, I just put a big smile on when I see her cause she's so cute. And so I think she likes me because of that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How old is Ting? How old is she?
1: She's 28. She's six months. Uh, She's born November 22nd, and I'm born May 22nd. So she's at the... 27, right? Yeah. No, no, no. I just turned 29.
0: nine. You're Holy F, JJ. You're old as F. Yeah, Yeah, I know, man. I'm getting old. You just turned 20? You were born in
1: 1992? 1991. That's... Ninety-one. I'm thirty-one. Day. So she, man, my I'm girlfriend's 30, exactly six months. I'm only two years older than you. I guess so. Yeah. Isn't
0: that crazy? It seemed like I was so far, man. So what do you yeah. think? You think it's just too close to tell? You guys just chilling right now, figuring each other out, or?
1: Um, she's a good. She's a really good girl, man. We we match on a lot of levels, so we'll see, man. Uh, she's moving across, like from the West coast where I live to the East coast in like a week for a new job. She's a dietitian, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but we're going to keep it going. And, uh, we both kind of have like this calm, trusting attitude towards each other. So I think it'll be fine. Probably just meet up uh, a couple of weekends a month for adventures and go from there. Absence
0: (laughs) makes the heart grow fonder. Remember that, man. Sometimes you can't miss a person that left or not away, you know, for real. I like that,
1: man. I think my dad says that a lot, too.
0: Got to. Once you get a break, you'll start realizing, oh, man, I really need to be around this guy. oh, yeah?
1: Yeah. You know, I think the same will go for me. She's a really good girl. Don't
0: worry. I'll take care of Nana for you. (laughs) (sighs) All right. All right. So this is the part of the podcast. These are called the hilltop questions, right? So you can answer these questions however you want to. It could take as long as you want, however you want to. All right. Question number one is: Do you believe in God? Sure. So yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Sure. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. It, yeah. Either question. You do? Do you? Some people don't. So.
1: I believe in something. Yes. Something. Something, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, when's the last time you had a nightmare?
1: Uh, probably within the last week.
0: What was that about?
1: I think it was about Ting and I getting into, an, an, into a fight that didn't actually happen. But like I, nightmare, bad dream counts, right? Like I was yeah, so yeah,
0: nightmare, bad dream.
1: That's <laughs> your nightmare of
0: her leaving you. Maybe that could be a nightmare,
1: you know? Uh, we were getting into an argument over some stupid stuff, I think, and uh, I, I woke up and I was like, oh yeah, that was that's dumb. And, but I was like fired up in my dream. So Is she nightmare, tall- I don't get too often, but bad dreams sometimes.
0: Bad dreams. Is she taller than you? No, she's petite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, what's, what's your biggest fear? Um,
1: um, Maybe not making myself proud, not making my mom and dad proud.
0: Uh, when's the last time you had a panic attack?
1: Uh, probably shortly after I came to Taiwan, maybe three years ago.
0: What were you panicking about? Just nerves or?
1: (laughs) I would, I would flash back to all the stupid stuff. And there's like a list this long about Mm -hmm. all the stupid stuff that I did when I was in Toronto. And that, that took a while to, to get over.
0: This is the next one. Go ahead. Do you believe in soulmates? Yes. And can you go back to Canada or you just choose not to? Do you ever go back and visit?
1: Yeah, I can go back to Canada. Um, I haven't been back to visit yet. Uh, <laughs> I, but yeah, I can go back to Canada. I didn't get myself in that much trouble, thankfully.
0: All right, here's our next question. What do you think happens when we die? Oh, Damn. I don't know, no man.
1: Take your time. <clears throat> is I don't know an uh, an okay answer? Yeah, you can I, say you don't know. No idea, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> what, what do we, you think happens when we die?
0: I think when we die, what do I happen? I think that, um, I think my personal beliefs, I think that uh, we die Our our bodies are left here, but our soul goes up to some form of judgment. And I think it's, you're going to attest for everything you've done on earth. You go to a judgment. If you believe in God, if you believe in Jesus, I think you go to heaven. If you don't, I think that, I think that you go to hell, you know? I think that's my personal beliefs. That's my biggest fear is death. My personal biggest fear is death. I fear eternity the feeling of not, the feeling of nothing ending is a fear for me. Like even being yeah. in is scary to me, like it's, I'm going to be here forever. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's yeah. my biggest fear. Like that's why I don't like sleeping. I don't like, it's too close to death for me. You know, even though I do things that are very, you know, YOLO stuff, sometimes F it, let's do it. You know, I'm lost in Egypt. I'm like, F it, I'll find my way. I don't care. But like, Dying, laying down, and dying, and just waking up and not knowing, or the fear of attesting to your sins—that—that that scares the piss out of me. That's my biggest fear in life.
1: Yeah, if I firmly believed in that, if that that was a thing, I would definitely fear <laughs> having to face up to. to my... the thing
0: is, some people, you're you're not supposed to fear. It, you know, some like when I talk to my ministers, like you're supposed to be ready, but I was like, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh sorry, man! No, nah, you clicked
0: it. Let me ask you. This is our, our final question. I'm not gonna ask you yet. But I was like, "What does is, what is Denny mean to your life? Like, if someone asks, like, kids, what does is, what is Denny and James,
1: and oh, man. Kelsey, what do they mean to you? They mean a lot. Um, those, Denny and James, especially those those guys, it's crazy because we haven't seen each other since I think Florida. Um, but they, they mean a lot. And I know, um, that, uh, if we were to see each other, it would just, it would be just, just the same. So those, it's good to know that you have brothers, like you have people that will do really, I think anything for you. And I think Sasha would fall into that category too. I screwed up a couple of years ago when I, when I was in Toronto, actually, and I asked Sasha to lend me money. Smail, I'm sorry, man. Um, and, uh, I think that frayed our relationship a bit, but I would still consider Sasha and and Denny and James to be, to be family. And I think that it's really lucky and important. If you can have people like that, that can support you uh, or that love you, you know, that are outside of your actual family.
0: No, he still got love for you, man. I talk to him. He still got love. They always ask. That's what they always romance. Every time we talk, we have like a, FaceTime romance, what's up with that Junior Mafia? What do you think they're up to?
1: <laughs> romance. I miss that guy too, man. I
0: think sometimes in life, sometimes we feel like we think about people, and sometimes you just got to reach out, you know? Sometimes it's just like reaching yeah. out saying like, hey, what's up? Hey, let's, let's talk for a minute. You know, they're all busy, but, you know, like I'm happy. And every time I see, when I see James, when I saw James get back with his girl, I was happy for him. I was like, man,
1: this dude really hurt yeah. his whole life. He and he really loves her, man. So I'm glad that they they're that crazy, things were cool. right,
0: well. I was like, man, these guys really love each other. These kids are wild.
1: Yeah, yeah. Since high school. Yeah, I was like you know what? I think I can. I think. Yeah, that makes sense for me, man. James loved like he was in love with her. Even even though it was it was high school, and you can never know how much or how strong or real someone's feelings are when they're that young, because we're still kids. I feel like I was acting like a kid until like two years ago and I'm 29. So, but his feeling, those feelings were real, man. So I'm glad that things worked out.
0: And you got to think about like people who grew up in like, either you grew up in Canada, you grew up in America, you know, you don't really see your significant other every single day. In the Netherlands, we could see someone every single day. Like there's, it's not a problem. You literally caring for a person you went to high school with because you saw him every day of your life for dang near five
1: years that's crazy we don't yeah. see your
0: grandparents that much
1: yeah so yeah it's, it's crazy course. when you think about the number of times that you see people that you care about it's so easy it's like it's you gotta laugh at how much you take for granted the time that you're together because then when that changes uh you see each other so little like i see my mom and dad once or twice a year so like I'm on track for seeing my parents only 20 times in the next 10 years, which is crazy. You know what I mean? But then when you live together, you take it completely for granted, you know. You know, you wouldn't say, "Wow, I'm so happy that I saw my mom and dad 20 times" because it's 20 times 20 days, you know. Right. When you live with them. But then when that changes, it's like, "Whoa." You know, the the number of times that you see people really can change.
0: Do you, uh, do you see yourself living out there more, or do you see yourself coming? Uh, Where do you see yourself you know, you yeah. see the next phase for JJ? What's the next phase?
1: <clears throat> I'm trying to, to bank as much money as I can um, so that I have options. Uh, saving up, like, more than half of my paycheck every month. And uh, I think, you know... I might try and open up a business here. I go to waterfalls a lot. So I might try and open up like a waterfall tour business um, or possibly uh, work on getting my teacher's license, mm-hmm. following my dad's footsteps. Um, but the next few years, I think I'll be here until I can get permanent residency. And uh, at that point, I don't need to be employed to live here. So I can take some time off to figure out, you know, what are some other options, take courses or uh, I'll, I'll pro- but I probably will use Taiwan as a home base, whatever, whatever the next thing is.
0: So you enjoy Taiwan. That's your, your home away from home.
1: Yeah, I really love Taiwan, man. The people here are so kind. Like the number of kind gestures that uh, people that I've experienced with people here is crazy. Like, do you stick like, you out? know, like where people go out of their way. Like probably over twenty things have happened in the last three years where people like go out of their way to be kind. Like it's really crazy. Do they know where
0: Canada is when you tell them you're Canadian? Do they, they think? Yeah, yeah, American? for
1: sure. I think a lot of people think I'm American. Yeah. American, but but they know Canada.
0: Yeah, I feel like Pretty Canada. Canada has a peace treaty wherever they go. Canadians. That's what I told. Okay, people. When I was in right? Egypt. I told people I was Canadian, and gets you off the hook. The security guard told me no. And I was like, how do you know we're not Canadian? And he goes, American. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, how do you can tell Americans? He goes, they always dance. They always dance.
1: <laughs> That's funny. You were dancing?
0: I told I wasn't even dancing at the time until at the end of the night, we went to a party and next year you know it. And I was like, hey, hey. Freak, freak right. It's like Americans, they always dance. Done. Everywhere they dance. They can't help it. <laughs> My like, F, he's right.
1: This is the I last. That, man.
0: So this last question is a series. It's the last two questions, but this is a series question, right? This is called "Who Are You," right? I'm gonna explain how it goes. So you're gonna ask me, "Who am I?" Say, "Who are you?" And you're gonna keep asking until I stop. It has to go fast. Ready? All right. So, so I say, me,
1: "Who are you?" Jared
0: Waters. Who are you? Two-time wrestling champ. Who are you? Stand up comedian. It's like that. You keep going because the goal is to go beyond yourself. All right. Go deeper to who you are. You ready? Hey, I'll try. All
1: right. Who are you? JJ Donahue. Who are you? I'm a son. Who are you? I'm a brother. Who are you? I'm a friend. Who are you? I'm a runner. Who are you? I'm a lifter. Who are you? I'm a writer. Who are you? I'm a teacher. Who are you? I'm a lover. Who are you? I'm a bit of a fighter. Who are you? That's all I got, man.
0: (laughs) That's what I want to say. I want to say thank you for being a guest, JJ. And when it's all said and done, what do you want people to say about you? When people take this book... And they say, who is J.J. Donahue, who is John Joe Donahue, and they give you a book. What do you want them to say about you when it's all said and done?
1: Hmm. I'd like them to say uh, he was a fun guy. And uh, Recently, I I put my focus on wanting to be a kind guy. So hopefully by the end of it all, um, they'll say that he's a, a nice guy, fun guy, and a kind person.
0: Hey, man, I appreciate your time, man. got nothing but love for you, man. love you, dude, man. I'm proud of everything you've accomplished things you haven't accomplished yet that you're about to accomplish, man. Keep striving, man. This world is small, man, but the impacts are big. You know what I mean?
1: For sure. Thanks a lot, J-Rad. Much love.
0: Hey, no problem. Stay black, man. Later, man. (laughs) Thanks for doing this, JJ. Live on the podcast on One Man, One Tree, One Hill. Say what up to the people. This is when I see black excellence, man. It's Dave Chappelle, Michael Che, Lauren Michaels, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, all sitting at the table. I said, "Yo, Eddie, Mr. Murphy, I, said, I just want to say, man, you the goat, man. You the coldest nigga that ever walked the face of the earth." And then I said, and I said, "Uh, uh, I'm be the next Jamar neighbors." Yeah. And she was up like, "I know that's right." <laughs> <laughs> You gotta break that thing over. She wants it private, but y'all not even together
1: right now. So we haven't spoken about anything but the cat for two months. Two months.
0: months. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the podcast. My name is Jerry Waters, and I'll catch you next time. Like, subscribe, rate the podcast. Have a wonderful night, wonderful day, whatever you're listening to. I'll see you soon.